0: We believe that Jesus was the greatest teacher, leader, and thinker that the world has ever known, and we were reminded of that last week when uh, we watched a teaching. If you were here last week, I watched a teaching from John Ortberg when he answered the question, "Who is this man, Jesus?" And I want to mention right at the beginning, too, that I think John Ortberg is one of the best teachers alive today. And uh, it's it's no small task to have to come up here, to be the teacher that has to come up here the next week and and talk. So, um, so I'll just lower the bar. Um, so why was Jesus the greatest teacher, the greatest leader, the greatest thinker that the world has ever known? Because he was and he is God. This is one of the core foundations of the Christian life. This is what the Bible says in the book of Colossians. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. And God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. And what this means is that if you want to know what God is like, then you must look at Jesus. If you want to know how God views people like us, then we should look at how Jesus treated people. And if you want to know how God wants us to live, then we should read and we should try really hard to understand Jesus' teachings in the New Testament. Jesus had this amazing ability to take the profound and the complicated stuff that was complex and make it simple and make it understandable. And at the same time, he could also take something that appears simple and show us how profound and important it is. He said things like this. He said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And he said in Matthew, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. He was constantly calling people to follow him and to take his teachings and to put them into practice in their lives. And he still does that today. He's still calling people to those same things right now, this morning. Jesus' teachings matter because they're wise, they're full of truth and power, and they lead us to a life that is rich and full. But they are wise only because they show us the heart and the mind of the one true God. And it's so fascinating then, and it's worth spending time thinking about, that most of what Jesus taught was was incredibly unconventional, uncommon, kind out of out-of-the-box, against-the-flow kind of teaching, and especially in, in the uh, uh, legalistic religious world in which he lived. And most of what he said deeply offended religious leaders. And yet, at the same time, sinners flocked to him. Why did that happen? And what difference does it make for us today? Do his words offend us? Why or why not? Do we tame his words? Or water them down so that our lives can be more comfortable? Or do we allow his wild and, and radical teachings to, to change and to transform and to redirect our lives so that our lives are built on his truth? Those are big questions. And, and we're really excited to spend the summer exploring some of the unconventional, the the challenging, and the comforting teachings of Jesus. And I want you to remember, if if your summer schedule uh, takes you out of town for the weekend, you're unable to be here, all of our teachings are online, and you can listen to them at any time. So, we begin this morning in the Bible's Gospel of John, where Jesus said these words. He said, I am the way and the truth and the life. What do these words of Jesus mean? People have wrestled with these words for centuries. They've they've argued over them. They've, uh, They've even ignored them. Well, first of all, Jesus said, I am. Me, he said, nobody else, only me. I am the way, the truth, the life. Not only did he say that he was it, but he also said that he was the only one, the only way, the only truth, the only life. But what way was he talking about the way to what and what kind of truth, the truth about what and what kind of life, what sort of living does he mean? Well, to figure this out, we need to back up just a few verses. Jesus said these words on the night that he was betrayed and arrested the night before he died on a cross. Jesus and his disciples have just shared in the Passover meal. That's what we celebrate when we share communion on Sunday mornings together. So after they shared the meal, the next few chapters in the book of John record some of Jesus's final words to his disciples before he dies. And one of the first things that he tells them at the end of chapter 13 is that he's going to leave them. And then he says, where I am going, you cannot come. Now, those must have been pretty harsh words for this group to hear. These young guys had been following Jesus everywhere for three years. He's been their teacher. He's been their friend. They've done everything with him. And in many ways, it probably felt like they were just getting started. There was so much more to do. And now Jesus says, oh, by the way... I have to go away now and you can't come with me. And then he goes on quickly to explain to them that it's really important for them to love each other. I don't know if you've ever had something like this happen. Somebody just drops this bomb in the middle of a conversation that you're having with them and then just kind of runs off after it without giving you a chance to even think about what they just said. You know, as if it's no big deal. Maybe you're having lunch with a friend. You're talking about a home project. Or maybe you're you're, you're telling funny stories about your kids or your grandkids. Um, and suddenly, in the middle of the conversation, they say, Oh, by the way, I found out yesterday that I have cancer. And then they keep right on going without pausing for a breath. And, and once your mouth kind of catches up with your brain, you finally say, Whoa! Hold on, time out. What did you just say? You have what? So Simon Peter, who the Bible says is one of Jesus' closest friends, stops Jesus. And he says, wait a minute, Jesus. Can we, can we just back up a minute here? Peter says, why can't we follow you? And then Jesus said these amazing words at the beginning of the 14th chapter. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I read these words four months ago at my grandmother's funeral. These were words that she had picked out um, a couple of years ago when she actually planned her own funeral service. And these words gave her a lot of comfort and peace in the last months of her life. You see, my, my grandmother loved Jesus. But she had grown very weary of living. Her body was failing her. Most of her friends were gone. She was 96 years old. Um, she missed my grandfather a lot. Grandpa passed away when I was in college. That was Well, that was a long time ago. (laughs) So grandma, grandma's ready to go home. And she said that to me often. She was ready to be with Jesus. And she knew that the way home was through Jesus. For her, Jesus was the way. I believe that all of us choose to follow a path in our lives. And whether we know it or not, we're we're walking down a certain road that we've chosen to walk down and that way leads to a certain place, a destination. When Jesus told his friends that he was leaving them and that he was going somewhere else, his friends got worried. They wanted to be where he was. They liked being with him. They liked following him. They loved him. Being with Jesus had changed their lives in amazing ways. They didn't want to go back to the way things were before they met Jesus. They wanted to keep walking through life with Him. The destination that they had in mind was that wherever Jesus was, that's where they wanted to be. So when Jesus said, I'm going away, they wanted to know how to get to where He was going. And Jesus said, I am the way. In other words, if you keep following me, even when I'm not here, you will be with me. And eventually, you'll end up where I am. You'll be with me forever. I'll be waiting for you. I'll have a place for you. It's in my Father's house. So, what sort of path are you walking on? And where is this path leading you? Where will you end up? What's what's the final destination? Tough questions. Maybe you've never even thought about those questions before. Maybe you've just assumed that the way you're walking right now will somehow lead you to the right place. Have you ever been lost before? And I mean really, really lost? You have no idea where you are and, and, and no idea how to get unlost. I see a few wives nudging their husbands. I have no idea what that means, but this winter um, this winter we bought a couple of snowmobiles. I grew up with snowmobiles. And always enjoyed riding them, so this was fun. Deb and I—we we're weird. We kind of like winter a lot. We enjoy being outside in winter. Um, so here's here's a picture of of our snowmobiles. And uh, yes, that is my son doing a headstand on one of our snowmobiles. I have no idea why. Um, we live on the Cedar River, north of town, on Cottage Row. Um, our neighborhood makes the news every once in a while. Lately, we've been in the news a little bit too often. Uh, this is a picture of our house actually several weeks after that, that other picture was taken. The ice on the river broke loose one Sunday afternoon, and it just caused this huge ice dam right out in front. So that was our first flood of 2013. And then last month, it rained, and it rained, and it rained. And this is what things looked like. Um, So this was our second flood of 2013. And then a couple weeks later, it rained some more. And this is what it looked like. This was our third flood of 2013. Six feet above flood stage. Um, These are our back steps. That's the fifth step that's showing. (laughs) Uh, for a few days, this is what our road looked like. This is what Cottage Row looked like. Yes, those are mailboxes. Um, I tried to get to work one day with this. <laughs> that didn't work so well. Uh, for a few days, this is actually how how we got in and out of our neighborhood. So, call us crazy, and many people do, including our parents, um, but we like where we live. 350 days of the year, you can't beat it. The other two weeks, well, that's why God made power washers. Um, so back to snowmobiling. Um, I remember going snowmobiling on, uh, it was a Sunday night uh, Super Bowl day. So Super Bowl, remember the Super Bowl game? Great game. Uh, game was done, I was kind of cranked up. I was the only one awake in the house. I didn't really want to go to bed, so I thought, ah, good time to go snowmobiling. So I, I got geared up and, and I jumped on one of the sleds and I headed out. And I took the river upstream and decided to head into the woods on the other side of the island. It was, it was pretty dark. I thought maybe I'd cut a new trail. After a while, I realized I had no idea where I was. The creek that I th- I thought I should have run into, never appeared, and, and it started getting hard, squeezing in between the trees. I got stuck a couple of times, and finally I got really stuck, and it was hard work getting unstuck. I'm getting old, and and I was getting really tired, uh, and I was also getting a little nervous. My gas gauge was um, was running low. Uh, well, actually, my gas gauge was broke. I assumed my gas was running low. Um, so I really didn't have any idea how much gas I had. The oil light, that worked, was starting to flash. Um, I realized I had left my cell phone at home. You know, normally I do a much better job than this. But for some reason that night, quit shaking your head at me. Um, that, that night I didn't plan very well. You know, it was dark. I was by myself. Nobody knew where I was. And I was, you know, I was alone. And I was lost. Um... And then, and then I saw it. Something big and loud crashed through the trees close by me. You know, it was probably a deer, but I've watched too many of those Sasquatch shows on cable. <laughs> So, so with this final burst of adrenaline, I grabbed the back of the sled, swung it around, jumped on, started it up, and tore through the woods. Finally the trees opened up and there was the river. I slid onto the ice and I started heading home. But after a few minutes, I realized I still didn't know where I was. Nothing looked familiar. I wondered if, if there was some other river, hidden river out there that I had never Heard about and I was starting to freak out a little bit. And then I came around this bend, and I realized I was going the wrong way. For Somehow I just got completely turned around in directions out in the woods. And I started heading the opposite way I should have. So I turned around and I headed back the other way. And and I got home finally, well after midnight. And, and I was very thankful that nothing happened. And my wife is not here this morning. She doesn't know the story. So if you don't tell her, that's just fine with me. Because um, I do want to go snowmobiling next winter too. Um, So, you know, I wanted to get home that night when I was in the middle of those woods. But I didn't know how to get there. And, And even when I got back on the river, a place that seemed familiar to me, I still went the wrong way. Do you know where you are right now in your life do you know where you're going do you know how to get there hard but good questions to think about jesus says if we if we want to end up our lives with him if we want someday to to arrive at his father's house then he said i am The way. Follow me. We're all traveling down some kind of path. Maybe it's the path of happiness. Maybe it's a path of of pleasing somebody or being liked. Maybe it's a path of, of being the best at something and having the most of something. And at some point in time, those paths will end. And what's the destination? And the truth is that those paths will lead To nothing. They were just dead end. And it's finished. There's nothing at the end. Jesus said, I am the way to something much better. Something that's going to last forever. To end up there, you must follow me and only me. Jesus also tells his friends that he is the truth. They were concerned, maybe even a little afraid about what Jesus was telling them. And he said, don't worry. You can trust me. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. You can trust me. Jesus said, I am the truth. And a lot of people will tell you that. Trust me. They'll say, if you do this, you'll be happy. Trust me. Act this way and you'll be popular. Trust me. If you dress this way or dress your kids this way or talk this way and do these things. People will like you and respect you. Trust me. These things will be good for you. They'll make you feel great. They won't hurt you. Trust me. It's hard to know who to trust. Can you trust your friends? Can you trust your family, your parents, your kids? Can you trust what you hear on TV or, or on the news or, or Facebook or Pinterest or you know what you're reading, what a teacher or a coach or a boss tells you? How do you know? I think we all have stories about how we chose to trust somebody and then we got hurt or we ended up hurting somebody. It's hard to know who to trust. Jesus says, you can trust me. I am the truth. My words are true. What I tell you is true. If you listen to me, you will not have to worry. And Jesus also tells his friends that he is the life. Jesus said this before to them. He said that he came to this world so that they could have life and have it to its full, abundant life. That's what Jesus promised his friends. Who wants to live a, a second best kind of life? I don't. If I can, I want, a, I want a life that's the best, the best kind of life. I want a life that's rich and full. I, I don't want to get to the end of my life and look back and say, well, that was a waste. I want a great life, a fun life, a challenging life, a life that is filled with joy, where I believe I'm doing the sort of things I'm born to do. Who doesn't want that? And Jesus said, I am that life. You want a great life? Then follow me. I am the way. If you live for me, if you pay attention to me, if you listen to my words, my truth, if you live that way, then you will have the best kind of life you can have. What a promise. But Jesus can make that sort of promise because he is God's son. His words are true. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. All it's left to figure out is what you are going to do about it. Will you trust Jesus? Will you believe him? And will you follow him? Let's pray. Father, I give you thanks that every moment of every day we have access to the words of your son, Jesus. The powerful, truth-filled, life-changing words. Forgive us for for not taking advantage of that. I I pray that your Holy Spirit would would come into our lives um, right now and just push us a bit, encourage us a bit to come closer to your son could it be that following your son Jesus is the best and the most important thing that we could do with our lives I pray this in Jesus name amen